Hello and welcome to today's episode of Fostering Focus from Norfolk County Council. I'm Scott, the Marketing Manager from the Fostering and Adoption Service. We set up our podcast so that you, the listener, can hear firsthand from our current foster carers, social workers and team members. We'll be discussing various topics which will help you in your decision to become a foster carer. Today I'm speaking with Wendy, a supervising social worker, and Mike, one of our foster carers. And today we're going to be discussing fostering networks, foster care fortnight and why we care. This conversation was recorded on the 26th of April, 2021, and we hope you enjoy listening. Welcome, Wendy and Mike. Hello there. Hello. So we're in the midst of uh, Fostering Network's Foster Care Fortnight. Uh, The topic of this year's Foster Care Fortnight is why we care. And we're joined by Mike. And Mike, first of all, why did you choose fostering? Um, It's something that... um just kind of happened for me really I was probably good kind of say going through an early midlife crisis um, not knowing what to do with myself I was in a managerial role uh, working for a big retail mm-hmm. company and um, it just seemed very pressured at the time um, I was missing out on my my own children's uh, growing up and decided that um, I needed to make a change um, at the time there was a lot of advertising going on for fostering and I decided that it might be an idea for well both me my, my, myself and my wife Lou we talked about it and decided to inquire and um, yeah 10 or 11 years now on uh, here I am. <laughs> and obviously the topic of this year's uh, foster care fortnight is why we care obviously the change in lifestyle uh, wanting to be there for children what would you say is what what you know why do you care how would you surmise that how would you sum that up i i was in a materialistic lifestyle um everything seemed to be all about financial gain um and uh, having a nice house and family but the realization kicked in that actually um i wasn't getting the fulfillment of the family life because most of it was spent at work and not on the home front Mm. So I needed to I needed to do something differently for me uh, and my and and also my need for being around my family. Um, we looked into the situation and my wife said to me that you know you, you do realise you're very good with children, um, you, you know your nieces, nephews, kids, friends, family, that sort mm. of thing. And um, basically, it, it came to light that actually it might be something that I would want to do um, working with kids, and that's kind of the reason why I fell into it. Uh, really and and what would you say is you know how has that changed your how has that changed your life how has that changed your perspective it's brilliant I mean I mean um, I get my weekends with family and friends now Um, I have children around me all the time which is great keeps me young (laughs) (laughs) Um, and 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 what I'm doing feels very rewarding you know um, when I'm working with these kids You see um, from from how the, how they come to me and and how they move on because I've I've bridged adoptions um, I've had children move back to yeah. family uh, all, all all different scenarios and and just to see how well they can um, what's the word I'm looking for how they how they can um, go from such a background that is so traumatized for them into mm-hmm. something that is so wonderful to see and, and move forward. It's just, it's just amazing. And it, it, it sounds it, Mike, it sounds, you know, 11 years of fostering and, and, and Wendy, if I can just bring you in, what, what changes have you seen in, in, in Mike, you know, as his supervising social worker? Well, I've known Mike now for about five or six years and, um, 
they've in that time Mike and his wife have had several different uh, little sibling groups placed with them and what I've seen is that they continue to build on the knowledge that they've got from the from the previous children so they're really good at anticipating difficulties they're really good at asking for uh, the support that they know the children need and which they need as well to help them care for those children. Um, I, Mike and his wife are very reflective people mm. and they're always willing to sit down and we'll have a cup of tea and we'll think about what's happening, what what we could perhaps um, do to, to help the situation, think about what might have caused the situation to happen. Yeah. And this has sort of been something that has just gradually grown and grown as they've grown and grown as foster carers and that's that's great to hear and and mike what would you say is your biggest fostering achievement <laughs> the whole thing it's been a roller coaster ride really it's, it's it's been very good i mean we we've uh we started out um wanting young youngish to school age children uh weren't too keen on the idea of um very young children like babies because um I don't know, been there, done that, and didn't fancy the idea of nappies and, and <laughs> bottles and the change and all that sort of thing. But as it happened, uh, it didn't work that way. And we've we've looked after very several young children and uh, it's just been a learning curve. It, yeah. I don't, I don't think there's any any particular moment that's been, um, that stands out, uh, you know, as, as to um, what's been a particular moment. But the whole thing, it's just been... It's hard to explain. It's, it's, it's been very um, informative. It's been eye-opening. It's been a learning curve. Um, it's been very rewarding seeing um, the children move on to happier, you know, happier lives and happier state of mind. Yeah. Uh, and and being in contact is is great as well because we, we we're very lucky that we have managed to keep in contact with most of our our people, our children's families, yeah. and it, it's just made it a bigger. Um, well, it has just made it a bigger family for myself, my wife, and my own two children. So my own two children are now young adults, and uh, yeah. if anything, it, it's it's achieved for them as well because they've become better people for what we've done in fostering as well. Because they they've seen uh, a different scenario to life. Um, they've they've witnessed um, Lucy and myself working with these kids. They've been part of of what's been going on in our household, and mm. and I reckon it's it's definitely made them a stronger person in their lifestyles and their achievements in life as, as, as they are today. So we started at the beginning about this year's foster care fortnight um, and why we care. Um, and what it sounds like, Mike, is is the whole, fa- you know, you've got young, your children are young adults now, and it's been very much a family affair and, and, and everyone cares yeah. in that family. Um, and everyone wants to keep in contact yeah. with those young people that have been in your lives. Um, and and you'll be there, you know, forevermore as long as they need you. I, exactly, yeah. And, and that's the same. With the, I mean, I'm very lucky with with, our, with the family that we have. That uh, everybody, including uh, my own children's grandparents and uh, uncles, aunts, they've all wanted to be um, part of the the family network. So they've they've always whoever's come into our life has always been part and become part of us. And even mm. though they've moved on, they, they still are part of us uh, from afar. You know, we, we still send birthday cards, greeting cards. We still communicate, see, send photographs. And, and occasionally we meet up as well, which is lovely, you know, and that's that's nice to see as well. No, that is that is that is so nice. And, and Wendy, what would what would you say 
uh, Mike and his family's, you know, key points of why they care? Um, I, I think that they they really get the whole thing about fostering, that children need to come into a family. They're not just looking after them. They're caring for them in a family situation. So everything that they would have thought to do with their own children when their own children were young, they just automatically do that for the children they foster. So if that is doing a health visitor appointment or going to parents' evening or making mm. sure that a family member is able to see the child they're caring for, they understand that. Nothing is too much for them. Okay. And they um, embrace those children. They live in, in the family just like one of their own. They have Christmas presents, birthday presents. They have birthday parties. They have days out. They just do the stuff that kids do. Um, I think that's what their great skill is, is that they provide that family environment. That's lovely to hear. And and Wendy and Mike, tell us a little bit about experience. You know, we're still in the pandemic that, you know, where the country is opening up. What what is the experience been of being a foster carer and that support looked like, you know, during the, the pandemic? You know, has it been has it been difficult? How have the children taken to it? Have you taken a placement during it as well? Uh, it has been harder. Uh, thankfully, with the um, the advances of technology and, and meetings with by teams and calls, it's made it a lot easier to communicate between families, uh, which is great. And right through the pandemic, we, we've managed to keep communication going. And the sending of presents for Christmas and birthdays has always been ha- helpful as well. And and there's not been any any set time structure to things. I mean, if if we needed to send a message, we'd send a message. If they need to send a message to the children here, vice versa. Yeah. Um, what has been lucky is since, as um, restrictions have slight, started to ease slightly, we've actually managed, uh, funny enough, this weekend to uh, to meet up halfway between the two homes and and uh, meet up at a, 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 you know a. Uh, something like National Trust site and uh, have a picnic and the, it's been great the kids uh, have, have really gotten well together we've met family and because it's a, a fair distance away between the two parties um, I've gone past my my own family uh, to get to them so um, my family live in Lincolnshire and uh, on the way back we've been able to just drop in to my parents and just pop in for a cup of tea and say hello on the way home you deal with the situation in hand. So if, um, like the lockdown, nobody knew it was going to happen. Um, we've all had to be careful. We've all had to wear face masks. We've all had to distance, socially distance from each other. Um, but you just take it in hand and, and you manage it in the best way you can. And thankfully for us, um, we've kept that rapport going with everybody. We you know with the birth children's family, with my own family, uh, my daughter's living in Wales, so we are constantly speak to her via Teams calls, and she she will phone out of the blue, and the kids love it. You know, it's great. Oh, Ellie, Ellie's on the phone. Let's get on the phone to our, you know, to Ellie. My son, he's in London. Um, same thing again. He managed to come home for the Easter holidays uh, during the holiday break, which was allowed, uh, which was quite nice because we haven't seen him since before Christmas. Um, but again, you know, uh, my little boy who lives with me, he's five years old. He looks up to my my actual son, who's 19 now, and um, couldn't wait to see him. And uh, you play Lego with me, you know, all that sort of thing. So it's great. You know, you, you just deal with it the best way you can. And when the kids do get a little, well, I wouldn't say that they haven't really got down over it because we've managed to communicate when, when they've needed to communicate to family, you know, to the wider family. Yeah. 
and and just to bring you in wendy from from your point of view um of the support that you've had to give mike I, that's all been through teams you know you know it's now opening up um and as we see it opening up face-to-face visits will be happening um is there anything that you wanted to add i, th- I think it's been very different having to do all our conversations via teams and it's all been virtual and it it's I think that we would all recognize it's not the same as meeting in person but saying that it hasn't been um ineffective it's still been available Mm. we've still been able to get additional support when we've needed it from other people and one of the positive things is that we don't all have to travel to go to a meeting with someone else we can all be there and still be you know in a safe place Mike is at home in his kitchen but you know we can have more people there if we need more people there joining in and giving that support uh via teams so um it it will be great to to go back out and to see people but I don't think um it's necessarily all been a negative that's that's lovely to hear Wendy and and just finally before we end up our podcast and this question is to both of you. First to you, Mike. What would you say to someone that's considering fostering? Oh, if it, that's a, <laughs> um, it's it's very much a life changing experience. Um, but saying that, it's it's a worthy what life changing experience. And if you, if you've um, if you've got a good family behind you and you feel as if you mm-hmm. can help someone, then then definitely go for it because um, it's very rewarding and. Um, best thing I ever did and and the same question to yourself Wendy I think if anybody's thinking about becoming a foster carer it is a great thing to do but um, having worked for um, nearly 30 years with children it's not Mm. the same as going to work and working with children they're in your home it's 24 hours a day seven days a week you're the ones getting up to sort them out when they've had a nightmare at one o'clock in the morning. You're the ones taking them to school. You're <laughs> the ones sorting out the arguments. It's it's in the same way as uh, you might have your own birth children. It's exactly that that intensity that when they're there, yeah. they're there all the time. And so it's not something to be uh, taken lightly. Uh, without any consideration because it's it's not it's not like having a job it's something much more like having a vocation i would imagine yeah and and just what wendy touched upon mike um Mm. if you could go back 11 years to when you've when you were first newly approved what one bit of advice would you give to yourself if you could do that and what would that be um tough one um just be open to um whatever comes your way and um don't let it phase you because there's always a way there's always a way around things uh and also uh, when when you when you become a foster care and you get those reports come in of, of children needing needing your help yeah. um don't take what's written down literally because it's never the case it's always something completely different and miles hundreds of percent better than than, than some of the stuff you read because <sighs> Sadly, in in this world, um, the negative gets put on paper, not the positive, and there's so much positive there for them, you know. So, th- so what you're saying there, Mike, is don't make assumptions, exactly, isn't it? You know, don't make yeah. an assumption, don't make your mind up 
based yeah. on negativity. Keep an open mind all the time, yeah, with them because um, they're all worth working with, and it's it's great to see the outcome. That's 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 lovely, Mike. You know, so you know why we care. Think positively. You know, be open-minded, and and open your heart to them. I think that's the biggest thing that's come across here. Um, I just want to say a big thank you to Wendy and Mike. It's been lovely having you on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Until next time, this has been Fostering Focus. <laughs>